What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer Reality TV Podcast. I'm Juliette Littman. This is all a stream, and I am here with Zach Peter today to talk about The Traders, Peacock's new show. Zach, hello. Hello, Juliette. How are you? Good. And like amped up after watching The Traders. <laughs> I love a good competition show. And we're just at the tail end of The Circle on Netflix, which we've been recapping here on It Was All a Stream. And now I'm like, I need to know what my next, my next like competition show is going to be. And I've been hooked on The Traders so far. I was not sure. I watched the first one and I was really? like, what's going on here? And then I got more into it. But we're going to talk a lot about it. And we're going to do 10 questions about Peacock's The Traders because you may have seen something about this on the internet maybe on social media, who knows? And you probably have questions. So we are here to answer them. And our first question is, what is this show and why have you maybe heard about it before? So Zach, I have a question for you. Yes. You are much more present on social media and TikTok than I am, which is to say you're present at all. <laughs> did, you, did you know about the traders? Because it's massively popular in England. Like it's huge in the UK. Yeah, so I knew about the UK version. I didn't realize it was originally like a Dutch show that yeah. like has now spun into other countries. But I did know that it was popular in the UK because I would see it on the Twitter. And I was like, what is the Traders? And then when I saw that it was like Brandy Glanville and Reza Farahan and Kyle Cook and like all the Bravo stars that I know were going to be on it, then I was getting confused with everybody's chatter about the Traders on Twitter because I'm like, wait, when does it's like, I was very, I was just very internationally confused, Juliet, but very... <laughs> excited at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So it started, it's a Dutch show that was really popular there. And then I believe Studio Lambert produced it for both the UK and the US, but different versions. And I, I think that because they were filmed at the same place, more on that later. And the UK version was on in the fall and it was just like a huge sensation. It was on the BBC and it just like in the UK, they get obsessed with reality shows. And this was the latest one. So my expectations were high. I 
I think they are more or less living up to it. Did you like, what were you expecting before you watched the show? I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I had loosely heard of the traitors and I was like, oh, it's like a, you know, there's some sort of like the mole, right? Like there's sure. some sort of deception. Somebody's, you know, hiding something. So I didn't really know what to expect because I'd never really watched the traitors in the UK or in any of the other countries. But I was just excited that some of my favorite reality stars were coming back on my screen and I just like missed them so much. That was really my, my main hook with all of it. That's a great segue. Let's go into our next question, which is which cast member were you the most excited to see? And before you answer, I'm going to list these cast members. So there's 22 players and we'll explain what the game is in a second. But so there's 22 players and half of them are to quote the great Brandy Glanville reality stars. And the other half are future reality stars. They are new and now they've been on a TV show. So it's very exciting. The people on the show include Ari Leyendijk, who was The Bachelor. Did you watch that season of The Bachelor? I did not. I have not fully subscribed to The Bachelor yet. I like loosely follow it. He was The Bachelor. He also was came in second on The Bachelorette and Emily Maynard season, which is when I really like locked in. He's the one with the two girls, right? The two women. Yes. And he chose the other yes. one. Yeah, the drama. Yeah. Yes, See, I know, he, the, I know the ones that bring the drama. He chose Becca and then he dumped her on camera when she wasn't expecting it. And like the way The Bachelor produced it, it was like a wild like split screen where there was one camera Every on man him I've ever dated Juliet. <laughs> anyway, he's still with the woman that he ended up choosing, Lauren, who originally came in second and then he went back. So I guess it was meant to be and... Becca seems happy. So anyway, we got Ari. Then the aforementioned Brandy Glanville, previously of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now she's on Ultimate Girls Trip. But she's just, she's a housewife pot stirrer. Where do you stand on Brandy as a, as a Bravo fan? Love. 1,000% love. <laughs> Bring her really? back to Beverly Hills. I can't wait to watch Ultimate Girls Trip season four. I need a rewatch season two. Just keep Brandy on my television screen and I'm happy. Have you always loved Brandy or is this like revisionist for you? Or has she grown into it? Um, I've never liked Brandy. I met her at BravoCon and she actually was really nice. And she like helped get the morally corrupt crew into a party. So now I think of her fondly. However, I did not enjoy her on TV. And I think it's pretty uncool how she aired out her stuff with her and Denise. I mean, I love a good reality TV villain. I just think without them, the shows become fun. I know Brandy was not a personal fan of mine for a minute because I happened to use some of her own tactics and I outed one of her rumors or rumored affairs that ended up being true. And she she was very unhappy. It was that she had a that she had hooked up with Carlton the witch from Beverly Hills and that she had hooked up with Kim Richards and a previous boyfriend. So they were very upset about that or she was very upset about that. But I'm like, girl, that's what you did to Denise. Like you can't be mad outing other people's affairs. But so I've always loved Brandy and I cannot wait to see her return to Beverly Hills, hopefully in the near future. Okay. Next, three fields. Do you watch Survivor? No. Survivor and Big Brother people were new to me. So then... You have no idea about the, the just the absolute transcendence of Suri. Suri is one of my favorite Survivor players and reality TV people ever. Suri is awesome. She was, every season she was on, she was a huge threat. She, because she's so good and like really smart at these games, as I think we're seeing on the traders. I was like mostly excited about the show because I'm such a huge Suri fan. And she, she was like first on Survivor, like, when I was in college, like 15, 15 plus years ago. So she's been around for a while. I love Suri, in case it's not clear. No, I hear she's a fierce competitor. 
She is. She is. I think she's like generally beloved by people who've been watching Survivor for a long time. I love, I love Saree. Next is Cody from Big Brother. Do you said you don't watch Big Brother? Do you watch The Challenge? I've seen seasons of The Challenge, but Cody was also, I knew of him, but I'd never really watched a, a season with him. But he's easy on the eyes. He's cute. And he's actually like better at this than I was expecting. But he, I believe, has a brother or a cousin. His name is Polly, who was on the challenge, and he's awful, Polly. So I hold that against Cody. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Chastain, the beloved below deck stew. I mean, who doesn't love Kate? Kate is the best, and she does not disappoint. No, she's great to have on the show. Kyle Cook from Summer House slash Winter House slash Loverboy Beverages. I hate Kyle. Really? Yes. Why do you hate Kyle? He's like tamed down. He's settled down a bit. I think I resent all of the summer house people. I'm just like, I resent their success. I don't know why. Because <laughs> they're being successful off of like partying and show. not really bringing much. Yeah. And also like as someone who grew up in New York, I'm just like embarrassed that they're representing the state of New York on Bravo. Like this is not what it's like. That's <laughs> so what I'm... they make it seem like when you, you know, party it up in the Hamptons every summer. I guess. And get drunk. Reza Farhan from The Shaws of Sunset. He's like an OG of, of the Bravo Lebs. He's been around a long time now. He has been around because Shaws, I didn't realize how long Shaws has been around. Like 10 years. Yeah. Well, now it's sadly over, but yeah. they had a really good run. They did. And then two more celebs, quote unquote celebs. Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick, who's also from Survivor. Who She's good. I don't have strong feelings about her. She's fine. Yeah, she seems She's boring. fine on the show. And then Ryan Lochte, Ryan Lochte, the Olympian, who when the press release for this came out, everyone was listed with their show in parentheses and Ryan Lochte, it said Olympian. He's also been on reality TV, but apparently that's just not getting the attention here. Yeah, it's interesting that they mixed him in with all. Well, he's never been a good reality star. Like, what did he do? Celebrity Big Brother, Dancing with the Stars. And and he had like a very short lived reality show on E! to yeah. like help rehab his image. So he's like, he's done reality TV. We could have given, like give him dancing with the star. Give him something. <laughs> yeah, give him something. Because if you give him Olympian, then the only thing we remember him from is this whole Brazil scandal. Right, which I'm going to be honest, I had forgotten about until you and our producers, Devin and Ashley reminded me. But that's not because I'm okay with it, but because like Ryan Lochte is not on my radar. Like I don't think about him outside of yeah. watching Trader. So I think it's kind of funny that he... I, I think he's actually lucky that he's on this show. Oh, yeah. I mean, lucky that he's still relevant. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so of that group of 11, who were you most excited to see? Like, who were you like, shit? I mean, I already told you, for me, it was Suri, but I have a number two. Who, who was it I for mean, you? Brandy. Brandy, for sure. I was excited to see Reza and Kate in the mix. Surprisingly, I was excited to see Ryan Lochte. I was like, oh, we <laughs> haven't seen him in a minute. This will be interesting. He's not very like strategic. He's not very like bright. You know, Reza kind of describes him as, you know, you see him walking around and there's the do 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 music that's kind of playing behind him. And he lives up to that for sure. So I feel like at this point, I actually have predictions that he's going to make it pretty far in the game because he's just going to fly under the radar. But definitely Boy, excited to see Brandy and Ryan Lochte. For me, it's Suri, as noted, as I noted. And number two is Kate. I don't understand. Yeah, Kate's great. Yeah, Kate. I mean, she's like, I think, pretty uncontroversial, like just like a fun reality TV character. She's just announced she's pregnant. So congratulations. But 
something we talk a lot about here at The Ringer is like, why are the below deck people just not that famous? And I think maybe I'm paying more attention, but I do like this Kate kind of breaking out. Like she left below deck. Bravo's used her for a couple of different experiments. I'm sort of like curious to see where her career can go. It's been interesting. We've seen four episodes. Her and Brandy like have a real Bravo bond. And I feel like the below deck folks are often kind of like, they're like the forgotten Bravo lebs, but not Kate. And I'd love to see it. Which is so wild because I feel, I mean, I don't watch Below Deck because to me, it just doesn't look very exciting. But it's like one of the most highest watched shows yeah. on Bravo. Like I people love Below, love Deck. Below Deck. And yet <laughs> yeah. we, the, the Bravo just like treats them like just second tier. You know, they just, they give Summer House a better reunion than they oh, give Below absolutely. Deck. Absolutely. Watching Below Deck is like going on a nice boat ride. It's like totally pleasant. And then you're ready to move on once it's over. Hopefully you don't get seasick. If you want to get into Below Deck, I always tell people Below Deck Sailing Yacht season two is so fucking good. That's the entry point. And then you you can watch more. So just keep in mind. Okay. One thing we should now address, and then we'll come back to this cast. How do you play this game? Zach, what's your best way to explain what is traitors? Because it's convoluted. It is convoluted. And I was kind of like, okay, how, like, how do, I didn't even fully get the game. I just understood that we have celebrities and non-celebrities, but that's not the whole point of the game. The whole point is faithfuls versus the traitors, right? So yes. it's not just reality stars versus normies. It's, you know, these people that are the faithfuls that are trying to make it to the end. And then the traitors that are trying to, you know, make waves throughout the game. And in fact, it's actually every man for himself, every person for himself. Well, sort of, because the traders at the end of it have to split the prize, right? Because everybody's working for this cash prize at the end, which we know is $250,000. And then all of the faithfuls that make it to the end have to split it. The traders are trying to make it to the end because they get to steal the money if they make it all the way. Which is like totally bullshit. Why should the faithful have to split it? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, you... It's like nice people do finish last or nice people do get less money. Right. That's really what it is. Like at that point, I would want to be a trader. Then, you know, what? I don't want to be a faithful. I want to be a trader. I want to I want to jack up the game for everybody. And I want to make it all the way to the end when there's like five traders left. And then I can take all the money from them and laugh like that's the game that I would play. Ruthless and toothless. It's like a Dutch convention of like, oh, okay, you you could all split it. Like something like lost in translation because I I really don't get that. But okay, I mean, I guess we'll have to like just roll with it. But so it's like it's mostly an individual game, but you need to have alliances and it's there is like a team element. And I guess if you are if you're sure you're all faithful, you want to bring your friends with you to split the money with, I guess. Not really. But like the other crazy (laughs) part is like. We all have to work towards making the money. Like nobody wins more money than the other person. Like every time, like we all have to work to keep the collective pot building. The only person that really wins at the end of this is a trader that makes it all the way to the end. Because even if you're faithful, you're still not getting that full $250,000, even if we do make it to that full pot. Right. I I will say one of the reasons like we're having a hard time getting to it is because episode one of the show you have no idea what you're watching. You're like, what the fuck's happening? Who are all these people? Why is Alan coming here? Why are they in Scotland? It's very confusing. So pretend that I haven't watched the show. Explain to me like what this is. 
Yes. Okay. So we have a large group of contestants that'll be split up into two teams. One of them will be the faithfuls and then three of them will be the traders. And so each episode will bring new challenges for all of the players to collectively win more and more money, which will ultimately help us get to that $250,000 pot that we're hoping to reach at the end. So if it's only the faithful in the end, as we mentioned, they get to split the cash prize amongst the remaining people. If any of the traders are in the mix, then they get to to basically swoop up those earnings and the faithfuls get nothing, essentially. I, oh, yes. If So if there's more than one trader, then I think they have to split it amongst the three of them. But if there's only one trader, they get to keep the whole pot, essentially. Right. And so there are three elected traders that kind of have to stay under the radar throughout the game and kind of continue to muddle, muddy the waters. That way, the faithfuls... At the end of each episode, they have to take a vote to vote one person out that they believe is a traitor. And so they basically are picking each other apart. They're voting each other off the island in hopes that they're catching the traitors. And as we can see so far, they're doing a very terrible job. Very poor job. So far, through four episodes, only faithful people have, have been eliminated. And so what I was really confused by when we were when I was watching is that in episode one, it concludes with the traitors meeting for their secret deliberation in which they murder someone, which I have to say, it's so un-2023 to use the term like murder and like in a reality show to like, be like, well, you're, you're murdered, you're out. But the reason they do that is this is sort of like, sort of like a game like mafia. I mean, they don't have to use that term. They've just decided to, but I was very confused because the traitors meet to eliminate someone. And then the rest of the group finds out the next morning when they all meet for breakfast, who's gone. But also before that happens, before the traders meet at the end of the day, there's like the whole group meets and they talk about who they think is a traitor and a faithful. And the whole group does a open vote, like a tribal council kind of thing, but it's not secret to eliminate someone. And the goal is to get rid of a traitor, which they have failed to do. Yes. And so, so it's basically two people that kick, get kicked out every single episode. Right. And through two different deliberations. One is totally cloaked in secrecy and the other is like wide open. So it's a combination of a lot of interesting games. And then one thing that I also like didn't really get in the first episode, but that's why I like came to like it more was the type of strategy you need to deploy. And like, I think it's a lot harder to actually be a faithful and make it to the end than it is to be a traitor because the faithful, I don't even know like, how you should be playing this game. And it's kind it's kind of it's kind of confusing, which, you know, I, I think this can lead to our next question, which which cast member are you most surprised to see? And also a part of that surprise, who's doing well? Like who's surprising you so far? Ryan Lochte. <laughs> Because he's just like, so, okay. So apparently the strategy based off of these first four episodes, the strategy that I'm getting is to just lay low and kind of fly under the radar. Because every time you seem to throw out accusations, that seems to put a target on your back. None of these people know how to play the game. Like clearly they never watched the Dutch version or the UK version (laughs) because everybody's terrible, except for the traders. The traders are killing it. But I just, Ryan Lochte, I'm surprised has made it this far. I love Brandy, but the second I saw her, you know, start to go so hard at, you know, trying to spot out the traitors. I was like, oh, she's going to be gone quick because she's immediately putting a target on her back. So like the best strategy is just kind of lay low. Don't try to ruffle any feathers, have an opinion occasionally, but also just try to be very, you know, quizzical. 
I was surprised that being aggressive does not net rewards for you. It's sort of the opposite of like the challenge where on the challenge, if you come out strong and you make like a really strong alliance, then that kind of like helps you go far. But basically in this game, drawing attention to yourself is, is just like bad. Like if you become a chaos agent, which someone like Michael was like, that is just people have like all these suspicions, but I guess it's just like, I wasn't expecting how important it is to sort of like have, like keep your cool, which to me, I'm the most surprised by how well I think Kyle Cook is doing so far. Like he contributes in the challenges, but he also seems to be like the only one who is like able to not be completely influenced by everyone else's decision. I'm also like, just like everyone needs to do better about thinking for themselves. It just shows you how reality TV messes with your mind and you lose the ability to be like a person with agency. But that's another conversation. All the standard reality TV rules are essentially thrown at the window. You don't want to make yourself a bigger target. You don't want to make accusations because then you make yourself a bigger target. You don't really want to make alliances because then, you know, as we see with like Reza, Kate and Brandy, immediately forming a bond and looking like they have some sort of alliance together coming into the game, that immediately makes them the target of the first murder by the traitor. So it's it's interesting to to see how all the other rules that seem to work on other challenge type game shows and even just standard like Real Housewives type shows, like none of that applies here and you just kind of have to pivot. Yeah. And you know who I forgot, by the way, when we were listing the former reality people is Rachel, who was also on Big Brother. But I wasn't. Oh, yeah, I like Rachel. Um, that makes like you in the minority because most people on the show can't stand her. And when she was in the singing challenge, when she was like taking the lead, yeah. everyone was so annoyed with her. It was really funny. But what I was going to say is I do watch the challenge. And if you do, too, you should obviously be listening to Death Taxes and Bananas. Big Brother people, their skills are very transferable. Like Big Brother people do well in the challenge. And I think. I am surprised by Cody. I really didn't think Cody would be like this cunning. And I think he's doing a pretty good job of like he. So Cody, Christian and Suri are the traitors. Right. And like Christian, I think is just awful. Like, I'm just like, dude, you need to he's he's doing too much. And he doesn't need to because so many other people are already making themselves bigger targets that are, you know, in the the faithful that he really doesn't need to try very hard. If he were to just like kind of sit back and let everybody else kind of ruffle their own feathers, I think he would get by. But he makes himself a target by constantly trying to over explain. Oh, well, this makes sense as to why the traders would do this, because this is a great strategy. And it's like you're giving them your strategy and you're showing them you're a traitor. He also was one of the first people to cry, which no, nothing wrong with crying. But I was like, dude, you didn't have to vote out your friends. Like some of the traders decisions have been pretty baffling. They've they've gotten rid of Reza, Brandy, Michael, Azra and Bam. And they just like didn't have to get rid of really. I think getting rid of Brandy and Reza was smart. But the the normies, I'm just like Bam and Azra. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sort of like inexplicable. Like, imagine coming into the game as a normie and you're like, okay, I have all these reality stars that I have to go up against. Okay, I really don't have to try hard. They're going to kill each other off. And then you're like, oh, nothing happened. I had no drama with anybody tonight. I'm going to definitely go to breakfast tomorrow. And then you find out you were murdered by the traitors. It's like Azra and Bam, like, had no clue. Like, I didn't see it coming. And I feel like they didn't do anything that warranted that. And Bam, I mean... Was he even on the show? Like, he's like... We saw him for like two seconds. Yeah. I know. 
I know. I will say with the normies, the reality stars are obviously are so like their personalities are so flamboyant and dominant that it's hard to really get to know them. And this is a problem on a lot of a lot of like shows that take established characters with new ones is the established ones really overshadow the new people. So it takes like several seasons to get to know them. And even someone like Ryan Lochte, there's like no airspace for him. There's barely any airspace for Ari Leyendijk, who... Not that he needs a lot, but... We've barely seen him. Barely, yeah. yeah. Although, as The Bachelor, he was so super boring that it's not surprising. I think he seems like a nice guy, <laughs> but just, like, doesn't have a ton to say. Yeah. Among the reality people, who are you the most surprised that actually like, agreed to do the show? I mean, I <laughs> Ryan Lochte. Just the, the fact that, like, <laughs> I'm surprised he was Lochte even on, in demand. on the mind. <laughs> Ryan Lochte is just checking out the box because it's like, well, actually, maybe Kyle Cook because he's never done it. Like, at least... Brandy has done competitions. I would say maybe Kyle or even Ari, because Ari's never done another. He's never done a Celebrity Big Brother. He's never done anything outside of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So I guess for me, that was a bit surprising. Because usually Bachelor people, they don't do other reality shows, do they? Not many. Partially because of how their contracts are structured. Like they can't do them for a little while. And then usually a Bachelor contract lasts for a year. So if you go on The Bachelor and then Paradise, like you're basically locked up for like 18 to 24 months. And then yeah. there's just like all of these like structural reasons to like not go outside of Bachelor Nation, including the fact that also like Bachelor people aren't really like popular as reality stars, like the way that there's like more crossover among, you know, like obviously Bravo people, but even just like among the reality TV space, like The Bachelor is sort of like its own universe for better and for worse. And so it's it's pretty pretty uncommon he was in i was gonna say he's like one of the ones i'm most surprised by but he's just like a i think kind of unpredictable like he was first on the bachelorette in 2012 and then he was the bachelor i think in 2018 maybe 19 and now here we are 2023 and he's on trader so it's like he does stuff in between partially because he has a job like he's a real estate agent and then he and his wife do like some other random stuff like spawn connie things no shade but he's also like rich to begin with. His father was a race car driver. So I think he, he sort of does He doesn't need fun. to do the competition. Well, Brandy needs a paycheck. Brandy's yes. working for her paycheck. Yeah, seriously. And so is and Kate, Peacock apparently. is keeping her employed right now. I know. But ultimately, the most surprising person to be on the show, it's Alan Cumming. Are you, are you aware yes. of the work of Alan Cumming? Like, what's his role in your life? I loved The Good Wife. Me too. Loved. I, loved, loved, loved. He was so good on it. He always surprises me, though. Like, he has a club or a bar in New York. Yeah. And, like, I just, he's he's full of just, like, interesting little Wikipedia tidbits. But I did not expect him to host a show called The Traders. Like, I feel like when <laughs> actors retire, what was, it was on ABC, right? It was the on Good CBS. Wife. CBS. Oh, CBS. So when you traded, you know, CBS to become a game show host, I'm like, you know, that's the acting jobs must not be coming in. Would you call it an inspired or a baffling choice? And by the way, I want to come back to that. If he's still getting other jobs. <laughs> I would say a baffling choice. I think so, too. I like as an Alan Cumming fan, I also like love musical theater and he's he was in cabaret. He's had a big Broadway career. He also was PS Nightcrawler in X2, like the second Brian Singer oh, yeah. X-Men movie. Like he's a really storied career. He also, he is Scottish and he's like also very pro Scottish independence, which I know because there's been several referendums and like he'll always like write editorials about it. But I just don't know why he's doing it. And it's kind of like he's playing a character, but 
nobody else is really playing a character because they're they are yeah. characters and it's just it's really weird yeah i guess because for me it's like an actor usually goes to do be, to become a game show host when like their acting career has kind of like dried you out know, dried up and i just didn't think that he was right wasn't he on the good fight or no yeah. uh no he was just on the finale but he didn't come back uh, for it but i think it's pretty weird i also like the conceit is that they're at alan cummings like castle in Scottish Scotland, estate, yeah. Which they're they're not like. Wh- is that necessary? Like, do you need to believe they're at Alan Cummings' estate to like to buy into it? I don't understand that kind of plot conceit. Yeah, because I mean, I get it if it's like a, a sci-fi reality show and it's a bunch of you know average Joes that are coming in to compete, and so you're building up the story. But it's like these are all seasoned reality stars. We, if we're watching it, then we're familiar with reality TV. Yeah. We obviously know this is an Alan's actual castle. Like I feel like we really tried to upsell the plot, <laughs> and it really wasn't that necessary. No, it really wasn't. But I guess I do like when he comes in, but it's just. It's just very confusing. Would the you most... prefer him be... Have you seen The Circle? Yeah, of course. Would you prefer him be more like a Michelle? Where like she's like kind a of, you just kind of hear her as a narrator and then she pops in, in and out? Do you feel like it's too much, Ellen? Interesting. I don't know if it's too much, but I, I think I would prefer that because I think that also a little bit more mystery of like what's going on in, in the Scottish estate would be interesting. Also, I think that this show shares some good aspects of love island and love island is all has a host but it mostly has a narrator the way the circle does the host is like shows up for the challenges and i guess you do need someone for that but i like how love island separates the narrator from the host and i think that would be smart for this show too also the challenges that they participate in remind me of love island not that they're like you know focused on making you uncomfortable in your bikini or your bathing suit but in the way that they do like push the plot of the reality show forward by making right. them like talk about each other or making them have conflict with each other. Like they contribute, like the challenges themselves are not just about like getting money, but also like contribute to conflict and drama that then plays out when they're at the table, like voting on who to get rid of. So, and Love Island very much like complicates the relationships with its challenges. Do you watch Love Island? Yeah. I would not the recent seasons, but I, I've seen it. Yeah. You know how like those challenges like always make the relationships more complicated and whatever. But it's because it's a dating show. So it's designed to make the relationships more complicated. And it's 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 effective and it's like necessary and like why the show is good. Yeah. And I think that like the challenges function sort of similarly here. And I like I like it like it. At first I was like, this is show so weird. But then as I got more and more into it and like they have to like call each other out and stuff. I was like, oh, I see this is contributing to making the votes uncomfortable. So I like it. But I think ultimately if he was just like the host and not like you're at my house, it yeah. would work better. It's just like a, t- a touch too far. But yeah, I agree. On this note of like how the show works, what are some other parts of like the how the game play is played and the structural aspects of the traders that you think American shows should steal? Because I think you're saying you love competition shows. I think there's a lot here that The Bachelor and The Challenge could learn. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, I've just been excited to see streaming kind of continue to take these game shows and kind of like, you know, shake up the model compared to like what we're we regularly see on like ABC, CBS with like The Bachelor and all the regular game shows. I like the the interesting mix between the reality stars and Mm -hmm. the normies. I thought that that was a bit of an interesting twist that we haven't really seen before that. I mean, I guess, as we said earlier, it is harder to kind of see 
you know, get to know the normies a bit, but I like that there's a bit of that contrast. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the show. Yeah. I like it too. I, one thing I really like about it, I like that each episode is a day basically, or like a 24 hour period. Yes. And I think that I like it doesn't like, drag on at no. all. It's to the point you get two eliminations. It's very cut and dry. And also, you know, the timeline, one of the biggest distortions of American reality television is like how much time has elapsed and like, what was the order of events? Like, you never know, like, does this happen before or after? And I really like how you can track like sequentially. And also the players are thinking about it by each day because they're going to, they're wondering if they're going to get murdered that night. And so it just really works like one episode for one day also worked for White Lotus, you know, it's just a, gr- a great way of doing things. So something for American shows to consider. I, The Bachelor tries so hard to make you have no sense of time, especially Bachelor in Paradise. And like, I hate it because I'm just thinking the whole time, like, well, how long has it been? How long have they known each other? Like, why are they freaking out like this? Yeah, I, I just think context. it's like a really... It's a, it's a really successful part of this that I enjoy. Maybe that's just because I watch so much reality TV, but I don't know. I think it's something for, to consider. Yes, I agree. You kind of touched on this, but next question. Would you prefer a 22 new people, 22 known people, or do you actually like this mix? I like the mix just because it's different. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're used to all celebrity or we're used to all, you know, just regular people. But I like that there's a bit of a mix because you really don't know what to expect. Whereas like some of the other players, like seeing Azra or seeing Bam get eliminated, I was kind of shocked. I wish we would have gotten to see them a little more and gotten to know them a bit more. But I like that we don't really know what to expect from them. So I think that they had the traders not been just immediately killing them all off right out the gate, I think that we would have, you know, been able to, they would have been strong contenders getting to the end because they would have flown under the radar because the reality stars are so used to calling each other out. Right. I think it's really hard to launch a new show. Like, I don't think this will be huge. I I like it and I hope they do more of it, but I don't think it'll be huge. Also, it's a binge. Like all the episodes are coming together. The UK version is is weekly, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's way smarter. And I think you just like don't have the opportunity to build something with a band like this. But I think if it had been weekly and it had been 22 new people, it would have like had more of a survivor feel in a good way. And I don't know. I'm like anti-binge in general. It's very hard to keep up with. So (laughs) I would have preferred week by week with all new people. Or, I mean, I like how Peacock's been or how most of the streaming services have done it where they drop like three or four episodes up front that you can kind of binge. And then you look forward to the week after week. Yeah. Yeah. That I think is interesting. And the way the circle does it is good too, where it's like four at a time or three at a time. Four episodes a week. Yeah. Because then you have like one that you can watch a night. Or like Amazon and Hulu often will do like two or three and then week over week. I don't know if you watch Tell Me Lies, but I was just living week to week for that show. (laughs) Not reality. But it's just really hard to launch a new franchise. Like I'm kind of curious to see like what will come along. That's probably why they did the celebrity. That's probably why they did the mix is they're probably anticipating that they'll go back to doing just all like normies at some point without the celebrity. Or maybe they're hoping that the celebrity piece of it is what will keep attracting people in. Because I probably wouldn't have watched it had I not been familiar with a lot of the the stars that they brought in. Yeah, I agree with you. And now they're creating a system where they do season two, they have a pool of 22 people to pull from 11 of whom are probably cheaper than the other 11 because this is the only thing they've been on. And I mean, it just seems like Michael and Christian will both be back. I also, and I think Andy as well. Like I think all three of them are quite compelling. Justice for Michael. Yeah. (laughs) 
Really? You feel bad about that? I don't, but I can see how they can use that <laughs> for the season moving forward. I don't feel bad for him. He dug his own grave. Were you curious about where you can it was... go back to the DMV? <laughs> were you conf- were you curious about where it was filmed while you were watching? I always like to know. It was Scotland, right? Yeah, it was like this, ca- this castle called Ardas Castle. It's wild how Europe and the UK have like so many old castles that you can just like rent out for production because there's so many of them. It's like very weird. And they really like it's like they kept it up. The light fixtures were new. The floors were new. They were like pointing it it all out the second they walked in there. It looked great. Also look cold though. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to stay in a castle. Like I would like to visit a castle, but I wouldn't like want to live in a castle. I really like how, how a big part of the show is like seeing who walks into breakfast. I feel like that's actually very realistic. We're like, after like a, a night of partying, you're like, who's gonna actually going to make it to breakfast and who's too hungover? But I don't know. There's something this about the that like breakfast door, conceit yeah. that I, I do really enjoy. I think I'm talking yeah, myself same. really into this show as we discuss it. It's just very, like everything, cast dependent. It's a good show. I actually really like it. Again, I probably would not have tuned in had there not been, you know, the Bravo stars that I'm familiar with. But... I'm glad that I got hooked in because it's actually a good show. I like the premise. I'm learning more about I'm figuring out the game as we go. And it's a very different gameplay that I would expect. Same. Okay, so we're four episodes in, you and I. After four episodes, who is your pick to win? Oh, I mean, I really wanted Brandy to win. I knew she wasn't going Zach, to win. I'm not I knew asking she you what your heart is telling you. What is your head telling you? But the heart wants what it wants, Julia. <laughs> who do uh, I want to win? I actually think Ari has a strong you like, want him chance to win. of winning this. You, you want white bread Ari to win, to win this game. That's can, that cannot be your answer. I'm no, sorry. I want Kate Chastain to win. That's who I really <laughs> want to win is Kate. I want Kate to win. But I, like, I'm like, mm, if, of the celebrities that are there, like Ryan Lochte is not going to win it. No. I think the Big Brother and the Survivor players are eventually going to become the next targets once people start to figure out the game. The only reason I said Ari is because I think he can fly under the radar but still kind of keep himself in the game, whereas Ryan's going to fly under the radar, but he's going to ultimately just be dead weight and people are going to kick him out. I think they'll also be like, I was going to say, I think Ryan, people will be like, well, you're not smart enough to be a traitor, but... Yeah, I think that Cody has done a really good job so far. So I think Suri people will figure out that she is. I, yeah. I think that she's Suri's a traitor. Be, yeah, uh, and also I think Stephanie will overplay to the extent that like you can see it happening, where like Stephanie is like wants to defend Suri and like really believes in their alliance. That and I think she'll like. I find her so Suri's boring. Game, yeah. I I just I don't I, find anything interesting about Stephanie. Like I forgot that she was part of the celebrity crew. I think it's funny how she got like so exercised over the note that Kate dropped. The note that Kate dropped like just didn't make any sense about anything. So I don't know why that made her think she was a traitor. Like it just was not related. It didn't have any bearing on the game so far. No. And why would the traitor just be walking around with the note of people they're going to be killing off the list? Like, it's like, no, you do it in deliberation with the other traitors. Like, I don't know. It was just very. I know it was interesting. Not why she's not good at this game at all. But I hope Kate wins. Kate's the one who I would really want it. Like, I would want to win. I think Ari is Ari. I would probably say Cody over Ari, but I really want Kate. I think that Cody and Kate have a really good chance because at a certain point, it will become apparent that Kate is faithful because like all the ways in which you would think she's a traitor or like all the people who she'd be working with will be gone. And so then they'll have no way but to be like, oh, I guess Kate's faithful and people will start working with her in the second half of the game. 
So I think that I think she does have a good chance if she can make it through like the next like two eliminations, basically. So we'll have to wait and see. The night is young and she's got a big target on her back. She really does, especially right now. (laughs) Thank you so much for breaking down these first four episodes and just what this show is, Zach. For more Zach, you can hear him across this feed. For more of me, you can hear me on Ringer Dish and on Bachelor Party. Thank you so much to our producers, Devin Ronaldo and Ashley Smith. And now, Zach spoke to a few of these traders, or are they faithful? So without further ado, let's hear that. I'm very excited to be chatting with two Bravo alums. Hi. Two Bravo legends. Oh, I like that better. What is Bravo legend? Kate, you are known for navigating choppy waters. Reza, you're known for being a big personality on Shaw's. I just need to ask both of you, is there a traitor amongst me today? You know, I think everybody has a little bit of traitor in them. Oh, bum, bum, bum. Well, Kate, congrats on the pregnancy. I know that was big news that made waves throughout the Bravo world. How are how is pregnant life going? To be honest with you, I really can't wait to have the baby so I can have a martini. (laughs) But also, I'm excited to be a mother. Have any of your below deck or or fellow chat room co-stars reached out in support? Yeah, Giselle said congratulations. Um, I've had a lot of love from the Bravo landscape. I got into New York last night and Andy Cohen had me be the mazel of the day. It was so fun. And then I, I did ask Captain Lee in advance to clear his calendar for babysitting. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Reza, has Kate inspired you to maybe want to have some some little babies with Adam? Uh, hell to the no, but I <laughs> am so happy for her. And I love being an uncle to my biological nephew and the ones that I consider nieces and nephews, but they go home at the end of the day. And that's exactly the way I'm going to keep it. I love it. So based off of the initial group and all of the different reality stars that we saw coming into the mix, who did you think was going to be your biggest competition in the castle? To be completely honest with you, I thought Reza. I was scared of him. I thought, oh my gosh, I don't stand a chance. I kind of wanted to get rid of you right away. (laughs) I was like, because I didn't want to compete with you. I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with. Reza, who was your biggest competition? Honestly, Zach, I had been coming off of the Shaw's cancellation. I was looking at the castle as rehab. I needed to be (laughs) medicated. I was feeling some sort of way. It was exactly what the doctor ordered. I did not come in thinking about like, who's going to be this. I thought it was going to be all Bravo people. I didn't know there was going to be competition people. I didn't know there was going to be civilians. I had no idea of the logistics that go along with a competition show. Although I was a huge, huge, and still am a big fan of them. You know, I just, I was happy to be included in the company and was really using it as a vacation and getting my mind off of something that was really hard. What player would you guys say surprised you the most? Maybe as, you know, they were a little underestimated and they kind of really showed how their strengths as the game went on. To be honest with you, I surprised myself the most. (laughs) because I dislike physical activity and quite a lot of that required. And I managed to complete the competitions. And well. Thank you. Yeah. So I I was surprised myself, frankly. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised though. I feel like you, you're so good at, again, navigating the choppy waters and the drama that I feel like there's always a bit of strategy. And I feel like some of the other people I've chatted with today said that they definitely saw you as a threat coming in, Kate. I know. I, I'm not surprised people saw me as a threat, but they were wrong because I was really had no strategy, <laughs> no idea what I was doing. And I was just, you know, hoping for the best. But I love that people were intimidated. That's always a compliment to me. <laughs> What about you, Reza? Do you feel like your big personality was more of an asset or do you feel like it might hinder your ability to to survive in the competition? Oh, I came in wearing diamonds and like a Dolce & Gabbana pony hair, like trench coat. And people were talking about how much my shoes cost. I had like Target written all over me. I was like trying to be good for TV, get conversations going when we were eating, like thinking what the producers would like. So I'm like, what do you think the game should be based off of? You know, skill level, like what should eliminations be based off of? Skill and, you know, results in competitions. How do you guys, you know, want to pick? So I literally had a bullseye on me from the gate. He came in hot. Hot, hot. Came in real hot. Did you have any sort of strategy? I mean, you, you've been really good with your words on Shaw's Reza, that I feel like you had to have come in with some sort of gameplay. So here's the reality of the situation, because it's a job, right? They hired us to do this. And I had done some Persian math in my head, and everything in life happens for a reason. And it was perfection for me. My experience was the perfect experience. It was what I needed in my life. And there's a dark Reza. And luckily, dark Reza didn't come out at all whatsoever. So if there is a spoiler, that's that's the spoiler, and I'm really grateful for it. Me too. Did you guys bond much in the castle? I feel like being that you guys have obviously connected through the Bravo world, I would imagine that there would be some sort of synergy. I was sticking to Kate, Brandy, and Kyle like we're blood relatives. Like yeah. Whether or not there was any benefit to having people, like I didn't know Kate personally, but I loved her from her show. And I felt like, Bravo, you know, like she was my Bravo family. So when I, when we arrived and I saw Kate, Kyle and Brandy, it was like a huge sigh of relief for me. Yeah. And I couldn't have been happier with who they had chosen from the Bravo yeah, world. Literally, it was perfection. And although that probably wasn't great for our strategy, it was like hard to hide. Yeah. Hard to hide. I was trying to sneak out of my room and it like to find Brandy's room in the castle and like knock on the door and sneak in. But there was security in the hallways and her room was so far. I didn't know where it was. <laughs> it was stressful. Who were you originally putting money on that you thought was going to take home the cash prize aside from yourselves? Right. I thought Reza. And then after that, you know, I really, I don't watch Big Brother or I didn't before this, but a lot of our civilian cast members were super fans. So they were filling me in. They're like, that's Cody. He won. And I was like, oh, then he's definitely, you know, got to go. Got to get rid of him. So Cody was probably the next one on my list. I was trying to figure things out because it didn't, the game didn't make that much sense to me mm -hmm. because the competitions had nothing to do with your survival on the show. That's why I didn't care about them. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey guys, who cares? They're going to get murdered tonight. Right. So it was <laughs> like, it was almost hard to strategize. It was better to probably like 
look like your weed and you know lay low yeah i think the only person that made it like made it and nobody was threatened by him at all was ryan lochte he was like having um, a nice golden retriever in the castle that's what made him great reality tv i remember his e-show when he he i forgot what it was called so sweet and and such a hunk that i would imagine people would not see him as a threat at all Maybe that's the smart strategy is to not look like a threat. When he walks around, you hear doo 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 doo. I mean, he, he's just just lovely to have around, but no, not totally. threatening at all. Do you think you guys would would come back? Let's say they have an all star season. Peacock's like, we're going to do another Traders All Stars. Would you guys see yourself coming back in, and would you come in with a different strategy? If they did an All Stars Peacock, I mean, I'm going to regret saying this. I'm sure. Absolutely, because it is just so addicting, you know? It's like, okay, now I go know the program a little bit more. I know to bring a flask. Yeah. I would Would say definitely not. If Big Brother calls, like, please call me Big Brother. I want to do Big Brother. I want a different experience. This one I already did, so I would want to do something different. Yeah, I'm Big Brother, less working out. Totally. And it's something I grew up watching. Yeah. And so I have such like a fondness for it or the amazing race or survivor. Those are like the ones I would want to focus on. Okay. You're ready to take on the next competition. You're ready for it to take it on to the next level. And you've been working out. You've been, I feel like physically you're ready for it. Zach, naked and afraid. Naked and, and afraid. afraid. You know, I yes. just call that Saturdays. <laughs> Sunday morning. I love her. She's the best. You guys are the best. Thank you both so much. I appreciated chatting with you today. 